Welcome. You are listening to Conversations from Christchurch Cranbrook. We are a faith community located in Metro Detroit who have been transformed by God's acceptance, love, and grace. Whoever you are, wherever you find yourself on the journey of faith today, we pray this podcast will feed your soul and inspire your spirit. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, who is brooding over us as a mother over her children. Amen. When things don't work out for us, when, when things don't go the way we had hoped, it is annoying, it can be disappointing, can even be heartbreaking. And this year, I think we're all learning in spades that life is filled with disappointments and life is filled with inconsistencies, some of them minor, some of them life-changing, and to make sense of it is a logical game sometimes of futility. In, um, in May, while we were all under a stay-at-home order here in Michigan, Father Bill hosted a webinar, and it was called Rebuilding the Economy Post-COVID-19. And there were many um, prominent business owners who spoke. Many of them were parishioners of this church. Um, And we also got to hear from Paul Glantz, who is the CEO of Imagine Movie Theaters. Uh, You remember movie theaters, right? (laughs) And and he was sharing how his company was um, trying to figure out how to deal with a stay-at-home order that eventually they hoped would be lifted and how it was uh, faring in his industry. And I was so heartened by his vision because he was working super hard. He was making sure that all of his employees had health care and benefits and and he was thinking of ways to open up and they believed that it would happen in August with masks and social distancing and reduced attendance and and that optimism that he carried that everything was going to be okay and people wanted to return together. And you know what? I believed him too. I mean, back then in May, the church was online fully, and we weren't gathering together or meeting in person. And so I held on to his hope that the church and the theaters would be open soon. And we did open the church in July, save this weekend, and it is September 20th, and there's still no movie popcorn. In our women's spirituality group that meets every Wednesday at noon on Zoom, we're doing a a book study in our season of theology in November. Um, So every, every month we have a different season, and in November we'll hit the season of theology, and we're going to look at a book called A Language of Healing 
for a polarized nation. It's written uh, by three authors. One of them is uh, Wayne Jacobson. He was the author of The Shack. Another one is a male pastor. And the third co-author is a female pastor and speaker. And I've learned a lot from Father Bill and Father Chris and hanging out with them that you can do more than just read and talk about these great, great books. You can actually invite the authors. And I thought, oh my gosh, how cool would that be? We're, we're going to like reach out to her. And I looked her up and I, I sent her a nice message. And I was like, you know, we would love to have you come to our Zoom and talk to us. Um, and... I thought it would just be super cool because we all need a language of healing as we move through this election season, through this season of racial tension, through a season of public health crisis. I didn't hear back from her. <laughs> and I began to think, well, okay, fine, whatever. Guess we don't need you. I mean, sometimes we're on the winning side of things, but other times there's no popcorn for us. And I've been wondering about how we handle inconsistencies and disappointments and injustices. And even though all of these things are part of being human, right? I mean, none of us get everything we want. Many of us don't even get everything we need. And yet, when these inconsistencies or disappointments or, or things that we didn't expect or shouldn't happen happen, we're still stunned. We're still surprised. We're, we're still dismayed. and Sometimes we're even outraged because things should happen a certain way. And when they don't, we don't know what to do. It's an ancient problem. In the Bible text this morning, voices are raised and tempers are flaring because of three words. I think they must be the three most popular words past, I love you. And these three words, well, they've caused revolutions and war. And the words are, it's not fair. The vineyard workers in the gospel story who toiled the whole day under that hot, blazing sun, sweating and expecting the promised daily wage, were outraged because there was no difference in their pay from the ones who just worked for barely an hour it's not fair. Or what about the prophet Jonah? By the way, my pandemic movie recommendation of the week is a cute um, rendition of Jonah. It's a family-friendly and um, 
for adults who like cartoons. It's adult-friendly, too. It's the VeggieTales version of Jonah, um, and it takes the great classic tale of God versus human, or in the VeggieTales rendition, God versus asparagus, and, and tells the whole story of Jonah um, being a prophet, and part one of when he's in a whale and gets stuck there, and in there, that movie is um, actually my favorite song that's ever been sung in the belly of a whale by a gospel choir. And it's called, uh, Praise the Lord, He is the God of Second Chances. But the, the second part of the Jonah story, it's, um, it's difficult. Because Jonah has to go to the Ninevites. And the people of Nineveh were engaging in evil acts. They couldn't tell their right hand from the left. They couldn't tell what was right and what was wrong. They um, had no moral compass. They lived life so poorly, and they were so inhumane to each other and to their animals that destruction was inevitable for them. And yet, God spared them. Jonah reluctantly visits them and tells them of their doom, and God seems to have a soft spot for people who don't deserve things. At some point, you and I who believe in God, we have to come to terms with the fact that we have an intrusive God who meddles in our lives and the lives of others so that we can never quite figure out how things are going to turn out. And I think it's the reason that Jonah would rather have died than spend a minute in this world with this kind of relentlessly merciful God. God's intrusive meddling. It's unpredictable. It's definitely for the undeserving. And it's dangerous. No wonder. It drives us crazy. And I, I mean that kind of crazy when you are doing all the right things. You are being righteous. You are putting your nose to the ground and you are working as hard as you can. You are following directions. You are paying your taxes. You're doing everything right. And all the persons who don't and take shortcuts or just flat out do the wrong things seem to get the good things too, or even worse, get better than you. That's enough to drive each one of us crazy. And it's enough to be maddeningly disappointed with God. And I noticed that when, um, when people get something that they don't seem to deserve, in my humble opinion, especially second chances, 
Grace doesn't seem amazing. Grace is like this blunt instrument that hits you between the eyes really hard while the undeserving dance around you because they just dodged a bullet. But let me ask you, do you really want to live in a world where we all get what we deserve. Uh, We're Christians, so we don't. We want a savior who's gonna give us life even though we deserve death. So why is it that we grumble when the same grace is extended to those who are deemed undeserving to us? Maybe our mistake is to be resentful when we encounter this dangerous grace in others and forget too easily how that dangerous grace saved our own hides. I mean, think about Jonah. He was so irritated and angry that the Ninevites got away with it. But it was that same grace that saved Jonah, that when God said, go to the Ninevites, and Jonah headed in the very opposite direction. I mean, if God tells you to go somewhere, my advice to you is if you do the exact opposite of what God tells you, you better know that it's grace that's saving you from being a whale's breakfast. So why do we hate it when God spares others that we think aren't worth it? In this season of heartbreak, where nothing is turning out as expected, do you find yourself grumbling when good falls on your foes? your enemies, the undeserving. Why not do this? Remember that you too are a recipient of this dangerous grace and that maybe you would be better served rejoicing that we have a God who shows mercy to all, even to animals. As I was finishing up this sermon, confession, late last night, I got a notification that um, I had a Facebook message. So um, I went, lo and behold, guess who it was? It was the author of the book, A Language of Healing for a Polarized Nation. It was uh, Arnita Willis-Taylor, and I had already grumbled against her. And so my expectation was, you know, this is is late. Uh, She didn't really pay attention, and she's just um, gonna give me the brush off. And I opened it, and she said she would be honored to come to our women's spirituality group. And at that moment, that joy that I felt even though I had wronged her and thought ill of her, 
that something good happened and I was undeserving of it. That joy filled me. And I messaged her back. And I said, today, you are my experience of God's grace. May you rejoice whenever you encounter God's dangerous grace, especially when you receive it and when those deemed unworthy by you receive it too. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations at Christ Church Cranbrook. To learn more about our mission, worship services, and learning opportunities, please visit us at ChristChurchCranbrook.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christ Church Cranbrook. We look forward to you joining us again, and may God bless you now and always. <laughs>